What's up, Military Millionaires? I'm your host, David Prey, and today we are here with Brent Bowers, who is a eight-year, I believe it said, Army veteran who runs Land Sharks. We've had him on the show before. He is a land, you could call him flipper, investor, creative, financier. There's a lot of interesting terms that go into the land investing world. And if you don't, if you haven't gone back and listened to that show, you should. Uh, I, I've always been a fan of the land real estate strategies because they're, they're very, they're different, but they're they're very creative. They're very, there's just a lot of stuff you can do with them, right? And so Brent reached out the other day, was like, "Hey, we should definitely do another podcast together." And I was like, "Yes, we absolutely should," because I think there's a lot of opportunities coming up in the land world over the next few years. Uh, you know, with, with the way that you can purchase and, and a lot of the different things. And I actually did my first land deal over the last year. Uh, my first true land deal, which we're going to talk about. Cause I'm going to uh, try to pretend like I know what I'm doing at some point through the show. And Brent's going to pretend he either says that was a good deal or he's going to make fun of me and tell me what I did wrong. But uh, either way, Brent, welcome back to the show. Both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. This is going to be awesome. I'm excited. Lots, lots happened since then. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Vehicle 1, you're clear to depart friendly lines. Roger. Vic One, Oscar Mike. What's up, military millionaires? I wanted to briefly talk about a service I offer that a whole lot of people don't seem to know about, and I guess that's a failure on my part for not having discussed it enough. So look, finding a realtor that understands investing and or the VA loan or, or both is not always the easiest thing in the world. And finding a lender, same thing. So what I have started doing is I've built a, well, I have a large network, but I've started to compile it all together finally as a legitimate uh, Excel document driven, location driven list for you guys, essentially. So what it what it is, is basically just my way of helping connect you with a realtor or a lender that I know personally and have vetted and talked to and understand that they're not going to screw you. And what I do is like, for example, I had a market where I had two or three agents that I all sent the same person as a connection said, Hey man, you know, I, I trust, I, I know all of these. Let me know what you think. And they all said the same agent and same thing. So what I've done is if there's multiple agents in the same market, I choose the best one and that's who I'm going to hook you up with. But the whole point of this is just to help ensure that you get connected to the best agent. So if that is something that you would like, just go to the website, go to from military to millionaire.com slash VA dash realtor slash, or just reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook, whatever. I'll send you the link or you can find it on the resources page of the website. But look. All it is is a way to help connect you with an agent who's going to hook you up. No, I don't charge a fee for you. No, I don't charge a fee for the agent. It's just a way to hook you guys up. At the end of the day, as a buyer, you're not going to pay for a realtor anyway. So, ta-da, it's magic. You might as well use one. As far as VA lender, I've got a really good one that I work with and know very well. There's several others that are pretty good. And I'll probably try to steer you away from some uh, companies that I just don't think are very reputable or have been very helpful. So, you know, if this is a service that sounds good to you for free 99 then uh, reach out. And if not, then uh, enjoy the show right now. I mean, two years ago, I think is when last time we talked. I know, right? Yeah, it was it was one of the first I think you were one of the first few when Alex was co hosting. Yeah, no, I, I and uh, we're missing Alex today. 
I say was co-hosting like he's not anymore. He's just he's just out of town right now. Yeah, that's all right. We all need days off, I guess. So what's what's new? You know, what's new? You know, it's it's been a fun ride and still focusing on the passive income because really, I, I don't call myself a land investor. I don't call myself a business person or a guru. I just call myself a, a lifestyle investor because every land deal we do. Well, I, let me let me back up. Nine out of 10 land deals that I do is going to give us passive income and lifestyle freedom, time freedom, financial freedom. Uh, my goal right now, and it's not a it's not a knock your socks off goal, but my goal is just for my team or myself, one or the other to get one land sale a week right now that gives us passive income. How do we get that is by selling a piece of land and holding the finance. And I want it to be at least 250 a month gross every week, every single week, four times a month for the next three months. It's going to add another $3,000 a month to our passive income. And there's this great book called the 12 week year. And I'm thinking like that, you know, four, eight, 12. So 12 weeks at a time, we can move the needle very quickly. So nothing, nothing much has changed with me other than the fact that uh, we built the passive income. I've, coached a lot of people along the way. Uh, my students are doing way better than me in their land business. It's just, it's killing my competitive side. However, I also um, am taking that as I'm a good coach. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. And it also drives me because I'm a competitive guy. So my students are doing better. So it makes me like, okay, let's get back to work here. So that's really it. Yeah. I, I think that's a, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you made the joke there, the reference of, of, um, you know, well, that means I'm a good coach, but I mean, that's the reality, right? Like if you look at, you know, Warren Buffett and he, he's always quoting the, uh, the intelligent investor, right. And that book that he's read 6 million times from, uh, yeah, I was gonna say Graham, uh, Benjamin Graham, Benjamin Graham. There we go. Yeah. Thanks for holding it up. So I could, um, but, you know, Benjamin Graham wasn't Warren Buffett as far as success in investing because Benjamin Graham learned a lot of that stuff himself. And then he put it in a book and Warren was able to take that and learn it in a quarter of the time by reading the book yes. and then expound upon it. And so it's it's just, you know, you were able to learn a lot of this stuff. And then as you pass it on to someone else, you shorten the learning curve. So it makes sense that they would achieve maybe not necessarily more success, but a level of success in a shorter amount of time. You know, yeah, that's such a good point. I need a learning curve, which is. Yeah, you've excited me. I, I need to pick up the intelligent investor again. And I uh, breezed through it and it was kind of a, a drier book. It, it really didn't get me too excited, but I saw the oh. really the bare bones techniques of it. I mean, it's just a foundation. So you've excited me to pick the book back up again and study it because here's the thing. I read it a couple of years ago. I'm a different person now than I was a couple of years ago. We all are. Yeah, it's it's way too detailed for my attention span, for sure. <laughs> I listened to the audio book and I was like, oh my gosh, it's very technical and I am not very technical. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, Same here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good read for sure. Um, so give a, you want to give the audience like a brief overview of kind of what it is that you, your strategy when it comes to land or, or strategies, I guess. I mean, obviously there's more than one, but. Absolutely. Yeah. What, are, uh, there, what does a, a normal land deal look like? So, you know, my favorite land deal is 
I'm going to buy it for five, 10 or 15,000. And we'll keep giving Benjamin Graham the credit here because he talks about this in his book is getting something that's on sale. He talks about buying discounted groceries, not paying retail like we would for like perfume or cologne. All I'm doing is getting a piece of land under contract at a discount. I can choose to buy it and turn around and flip it with a realtor on the MLS or flip it myself or sell it on seller financing, my preferred method, and allow someone to make payments. Uh, we were looking at uh, the Jeep Grand, whatever, the real expensive Jeep now. I forget what it is. But I was like, how do people buy these? They're $80,000, $85,000 vehicles. And this is a Dodge. And then it hit me again. Oh, yeah, they, they finance it for 72 months at like 3 or 4% interest. So their payment's like $800 a month. That's how these people can afford an $85,000 uh, Jeep Grand Mountaineer, whatever it's called. And yep. that's the same thing we do with the land. We, we get a down payment that's affordable for our buyer, and we get an affordable monthly payment, three, four, $500 a month. Sometimes I'll go 30 years for financing. And people are like, think I'm crazy because I'm doing that, but I'm just following the bank's example. They're the biggest, prettiest, nicest building in almost every city and every state because they understand compounding interest. Because on a 30-year mortgage, a 6% interest, if you borrow $200,000 for a property, you're going to pay back over $430,000. That's not 6% interest. That's compounding interest. So that's my favorite preferred method way to sell a piece of land. There's other ways. Well, maybe you might be thinking, oh my, I don't have the money to, I don't have 5,000. I don't have 15,000 to buy the land. Well, what if you get the land under contract at 50 cents on the dollar? The land say worth, let's say 90,000. It's worth 90,000. What? How do I know it's worth that? Because I look on Redfin and I see other half acre lots are selling for 90,000 in this area in the last three months. So I know it's worth 90,000. I get it under contract at let's just say 45,000. And there's a builder that's building new houses down the road. He would be happier than ever to get a 10% discount. So he'll pay, let's just say 80,000. And I know that math's not adding up. I'm just doing quick, easy math. But the builder will pay 80 yeah, for a lot enough. that's worth 90. And you got it under contract for 45,000. Let's do the math, 55, 65, 75. That's $35,000 net profit you can do an assignment fee. What is an assignment fee? It's basically, I'm taking my purchase agreement that I've got with the seller for 45,000. I'm selling it to the Bob the Builder for 80,000. I'm taking the, the difference between 80 and 80 and 45,000. So I just make a quick $35,000 assignment fee and I never had to buy the land. And, and the, your audience is probably thinking, well, heck, I'd rather do that than buy the land and sell or finance it. Two, $300 a month is not going to change my life. But let me tell you, it will, especially when you get a hundred of those coming in. Yeah. So that's it. That, that's really the strategy. Yeah, There's three I, ways to sell it. I love it. Um, so, the, so the one that I did, um, you know, we stumbled across it. We were doing wholesaling stuff and we were doing some off market stuff and, um, it was a direct mailer landed on a, a vacant lot between a, I run it like a commercial, like a recording studio and a single family house. And it's this vacant lot that's zoned commercial and you know, the house basically parks all their cars on it. But the recording studio is short on parking. And so we were talking to the, basically I, call, I called the guy and was like, hey, you know, um, 
talking to the owner of this lot. Would you be interested in buying it? And he's like, oh, actually, I was going to buy it from him for $35,000 last year, but the title was clouded. Um, you know, they had a, I forget what it was, but it, it was, it was clouded for some reason. I think, I think, I think they'd bought it at a tax auction. And so the title was clouded. They couldn't, he, you know, he, whatever it was, he wasn't comfortable. So he didn't go through with it. And, uh, we knew we could get the title cleared up. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, um, if I get the title cleaned, you know, would you still want the lot? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it turns out he didn't, but that was beside the point. I was like, sweet. I got a slam dunk. You know, I got this thing under contract for 8,500 bucks. This dude wants it for 35. Even if I get it to him at 2025, 20, easy money. Um, ultimately, that's not what happened. He basically ghosted us and, you know, whatever. But I sold it to somebody. I, I think I, I paid 8,500 down cash uh, or not down, just 8,500 cash. And then I sold it to somebody for, I think it was $2,500 down. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but $2,500 down, uh, nine and a half percent interest, uh, $20,000 and, uh, amortized, I think for 10 years with a three-year balloon. Um, so the payments, you know, it's only like 130 bucks a month or something like that. That's coming in, but it's going to balloon at 36 months. And by the time it's all said and done, I think it'll come in at like right at $24,000. And I put, I think I'm all in at like 8,800 bucks. So I'm not that's a slam dunk upset deal. about it. Should have all my money back. And yeah, I'm, I'm not upset about it at all. So, I mean, we usually in the land sharks community and the rhino tribe, we hit the victory bell for, for deals like that. So <laughs> I just blew half your audience eardrums there. So I apologize to anybody, but uh, I did try and back from the mic, but that's, that's a victory of bell type deal. I mean, first of all, the, the, the neighbor told you, what it was worth, what he like, cause at the end of the day, it's only worth what the buyers say it's worth. So I told you right there, you had a $35,000 asset under contract for 8,500. So that is phenomenal. Uh, sounds like you got the person that bought it, the seller that you bought it from had it on a treasurer's deed. So yeah, that's a simple cloud in the title. Usually it's like what, $25 for a quiet title process, 2,500, I, I mean, $2,500. And you had resourcefulness. Yeah, and you knew you could fix it. You just knew there's no there's no problem we cannot solve. Like I think Earl Nightingale says, if you look at daily challenges and problems like breathing, we don't even think about breathing, right? You will be so much more successful that you'll be like the top 1%. If you look at challenges and problems daily as breathing, as like as if you're just breathing. That's that's it. Because we're guaranteed I think we're guaranteed two things in life, problems and death. We can get out of taxes. If you buy, you know, multifamily buildings and, and apartment complexes and houses, you don't have to pay taxes with cost segregation, but uh, we're, we're guaranteed problems and challenges. So you had the resourcefulness just to know that you could fix whatever you came across. So I love it, man. Three-year balloon. Hopefully he uh, has the rest of the money in three years, the buyer. I mean, he, he, you know, we're, yeah, I, I hope so. We're, I mean, we're 11 months in, he has missed payments. So, so far so good, right? He's actually been so early on payments that I got the check yesterday and I was like, I don't actually know if I'm <laughs> early or if this is late anymore. Like, did we, I had to like look back. I'm like, is this like t three weeks late on October's payment or are we two weeks early on 
November, like December. I don't know where we're at. And I like had to go back. Oh, man. Like, no, we're, we're like two and a half weeks early. Okay. I need like, to introduce right. you. <laughs> Whatever. So I need to introduce you to easy note, easy note They track all of our notes because I would never, yeah. I think I got to three and I was losing my mind because one guy was dr- bringing me cash to my house. Another guy was mailing me a check. And then the third guy <laughs> was sending me, uh, uh, money orders that he would forget to sign. I had no track of anything. Now the, the payment comes directly out of their bank account. And if the, the money's not in their bank account, it will go to the secondary payment of a credit card. And then the money comes to our bank account, which we pay like 30 cents a transaction and like 3%. And that does add up, but we charge our buyers a note service fee each month to cover those kind of things. Mm. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah, easy note. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. So somebody wants to get started in land and they're like, okay, great. This sounds wonderful. But, uh, what do I do? I just like walk around and find a piece yeah. of land and then put a sign in it that says, I want to buy your house. But you know, what, how, do, how are you finding these things? I mean, that's it's really not like you can idea. just walk up and knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really I good idea. To, you'd get my attention, right? <laughs> if you, if you showed up at, if I had a vacant lot and you stuck a sign in it that said, yeah. Hey asshole, I want to buy this. <laughs> And I drew a buy it. I'd be like, who the heck put this in my yard? Yeah. Probably work. For, but for any of like, you house investors, David just gave you the most brilliant idea. If you've been door knocking, <laughs> these people are not answering the door and you can't get a hold of them. Go put a sign on the front, the tree on the front yard, or, or maybe just one on the post. Don't, don't mess, don't break, don't mess the tree up. Uh, that'll get someone's attention pretty quick. That's how we sell a lot of the land to the neighbors. We put a sign right on the, the land. And funny story, I used to move so much with the, in the military. My son was five years old. We, we lived in five different places by the time he was five years old. But I had all these massive boxes in my garage. Uh, and I'm sure your whole audience knows exactly what I'm talking about. Because every time we move, we have all these boxes. Well, I used to put oh, my, yeah. uh, my land for sale forts. signs. Yeah, we build forts out of them. And then I would put them on trees or, <laughs> or those survey stakes and say, you know, must sell land 300 a month or you know, 25,000, whatever. But the problem is in, in Colorado, it doesn't rain very often, but when it did, it rained. So my signs would just get all wilted, but it would last for a couple of weeks, free sign, right? But uh, how did they get started? <laughs> Let's get to the practical stuff. Um, you know, the way I got started, I was stationed at Fort Carson and I, I called the county, uh, the county treasurer. It's, uh, Florida is called the tax collector. They do things called tax deed auctions and tax liens. So you just want to learn your state, you know, just look up Nolo press or tax is my state, a tax lien state or a tax deed state. And some States like Florida are both. So just get a little educated on that. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm getting at is like Colorado, you have three years to get your taxes caught up. And if not, the person that's been paying your back taxes and getting an interest rate for doing that. They can go in and foreclose on your land or your house or your park complex, whatever it is, and they can kick you out for not paying the taxes. So what I would do was that that first list I got, and it was a scanned in PDF that they only gave me schedule numbers, which is another name for assessors, parcel numbers, APNs. And my virtual assistant, thank God I had her at the time. um, I found her through upwork.com, but she would put the schedule number into the, uh, the county assessor's website and get the name and the mailing address. And if there was an address for the land, uh, she would get that as well. And I sent a handwritten postcard and I can totally give your audience the postcard that I was sending. Um, 
it's uh, if you just go to the landsharks.com forward slash postcard, this is the exact postcard. Uh, we still send them today. We've changed it up a little bit, but uh, that is a handwritten postcard. It basically says, hey, my name's Brent. I'd like to buy your land at 123 Main Street. Or if it didn't have a street, it would say like Wichita Avenue. And I sent out 687 of those to people that were right at the three-year mark on the tax delinquent list. And my phone blew up within the first couple of weeks. And the first deal uh, was, was a gentleman. He was a retired CPA. He said, look, I don't really want the land anymore. I traded it for taxes many years ago. And I think I might have shared it on, the sh on your last show, so I won't dive into it too much. But we got the land under contract for $285. And I had no idea what it was worth. But I started calling realtors, realtor offices around. And then lo and behold, a realtor made an offer for five grand. And I took it that I took $285 and turned it into five grand. So, you know, you got to pick your area and I love to, you know, grow where you're planted. I, I recommend starting within about a two and a half hour radius of where you currently live. Um, that first piece of land was 45 minutes for me. So pick the area, then find a list of landowners. You can do that with prop stream, or you can do it with the county tax delinquent list. Some of these counties, they charge an arm and a leg for the tax delinquent list. Plan B, I would recommend just go to PropStream and pull a list of landowners. Um, what land do you pull? Well, let's go to redfin.com and see where the, where the land's selling in the last three months. So you can go to Redfin or Zillow, whichever you prefer, and go to the house type. Do you want to select land and you want to see the sold in the last three months? And then you want to kind of look at your area. We're looking for like, you know, you remember like basic training, how we're, we're like sighting in you know, our weapon system, we want to kind of hit, get it within like a silver dollar. I'm looking for clusters. I'm looking for clusters of solds because that's where the demand's at. I don't want to go somewhere where there's no demand because then I won't be able to sell the land or make any money off of it. And then next, you got to take a little time. This is where the time comes in, the research. 20, 30 minutes clicking on every single one of those solds and writing down what it sold for, like how much and what the size of the land was. And after you click on every single one of those, you're going to see the the, uh, the the land sizes. I want you to pick the land sizes selling the most, whether it's half acre or 10,000 square foot or five acres. That's where you start on PropStream. In that specific area, that specific zip code, or you could draw the polygon thing or the square or the rectangle mm. triangle and just go that, that circle around those and only pick the 10,000 square foot lots or whatever was in most demand and mail those landowners first. So I, I just gave a lot. I, I don't want to keep talking too just, much. <laughs> and I'm going to give the really shameless plug and tell everyone that I'll drop the link for PropStream at a discount with a free yeah. trial in the show notes yeah. because everybody knows a good real estate investor has an affiliate code for PropStream, uh, but it gives you a free trial. And I've Use got a bunch of videos on how to do all the do all the search filters because PropStream is awesome. Um, yeah. I actually really like that you recommended to search by specific parcel size because I think that's huge because the problem that I had the first when I first started looking at land was like, well, damn it. How do I comp this? Like, it's like, the, 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 well, this parcel is this size, but it's in this neighborhood and it's this zoning and it's it's, it's not the same as like a three two within 200 square feet of the same three two within a half mile is easy to comp compared yeah. to uh you know, a, an R1 versus an R2 zoned piece of land that's a half mile from the other one, but there's a, you know, quarter acre difference in size, but it's, it got very complex. So it's like, oh, 
now I, if I know to do a very similar sized parcel, then I can have a really good idea. Like everybody's buying a 10,000 square foot lot in this area. There's probably a reason. Yeah. I can probably understand. I'll probably be able to move that. Yeah. And we're just chunking it down. We're not taking the whole list on because you get a list like that first list that I got from, from El Paso County, Colorado. That thing was like, it was a 96 pages. I was so intimidated by it. I just did one. And then I sent the video to my virtual assistant, um, Rachel, and she just took one day at a time and it took her like <laughs> three and a half weeks to, to scrub that list. But you know, we get overwhelmed by those sorts of things. And at the same time, we're comping it because remember, writing down the price. And if it's 10,000 square foot and it's sold for $10,000, it's pretty easy to divide 10,000 divided by 10,000 square foot. And you see what the price per square foot is for that piece of land. And now it's like, okay, I can build my profit into that. Like, let's just say I want to make 10 grand. And that lot sold for $100,000 or the land around that area, those 10,000 square foot lots are selling for 10,000 on average because we're dealing in averages here, you know, so we're going to take, let's just say it was 15 that sold. They're all 10,000 square foot lots. One sold for 100,000, one sold for 95, one sold for 105. Well, we're going to divide it up. I just only mentioned three. We're going to divide it by three and that's going to give us the average of about $100,000. So now we know the average. And we, we want to make $10,000 off of a deal. So we know we need to pay no more than 90 grand. But oh, oh, by the way, our builder or our buyer wants a discount too. So and he wants a $10,000 discount. So now we need to pay 80 grand. And how are we going to find that builder or buyer? A realtor. Okay, it's a $100,000 lot. So realtor is going to make 6%. So there's six grand. So we need to come down 26 grand and that doesn't include like title work or title fees. So let's just call it 30 to be safe. So what am I offering for this hundred thousand dollar lot Thirty or $70,000? That way I can assign that contract to make a quick 10 grand. We don't have to get the stuff at 10, 20, 30 cents on the dollar, which I'll be ringing the victory bell when I do, but really we just back up what our profit, what, what we want to make for profit. The interesting thing with that is, you know, you say that and you're, you're basically offering 70% of a full market, but some people hear that and they're like, oh my goodness, nobody's going to say yes to that. <laughs> but when you're wholesaling, I mean, you come in, you know, I mean, you're, you're coming in at 75% minus all of the repairs needed to the house minus your profit. I mean, I was coming in at 40% yeah. on the dollar, you know? Um, so, I mean, realistically 70% is not that much of a drop when you're talking about, Hey, you've been sitting on this lot for half of them are inherited. Or, uh, if you mentioned like the tax stuff, I mean, some of those things were, uh, it's funny when you go to these tax auctions, sometimes the lot is like a 80 square foot strip that just somehow got cut into like between two houses. And you're like, well, nobody wants this thing. And so, but like a lot of times people own these patches of land that, they don't even know they own or they inherited or they bought because they thought they were going to do something or they couldn't figure out how to rezone it or they never found a builder or they were going to build such and such for so-and-so or it was going to be their farm or you, you, you never know the story, right? There, I mean, these, the amount of lots, especially in like rural towns that somebody bought with an intent to build something and then it's been 
it's it's like when uh it's like when you see a 1970s Chevelle in somebody's garage and it's just been sitting covered in dust for like 30 years and you're just like look man I don't know when but at some point you're going to have to admit that you're not actually going to renovate that car and when yep. you do let me know. I know I know you tell yourself that eventually you're going to re, re, refurbish that car and I get it. When you come to terms with the fact that you're never actually going to get around to it, I want to buy it. So you just let me know. That is a but. good example. Such a good example because that's kind of how, you know, this business is. We have to make a lot of offers. We have to talk to a lot of landowners. But just imagine that 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 person has got that 76 Chevelle in their garage and it's there's boxes stacked all around it and on top of it. And his wife, every time she walks in there, she's like, you've got to clean this garage. And one day this man receives a letter right before Christmas that says, Hey, I'd like to buy your car at a fair price. No cat or no hassle offer. Call me, text me. God bless you. He's like, you know what? Today I'm going to make Martha happy. I'm going to sell that car. And I don't care. It's just quick cash. Give me quick cash. It's worth 30. I'll sell it for 15. And I'm going to take her on that trip she's been asking me to, to go on for so many years. That's exactly how that works. Because why would someone go and trade in a Rolex watch at a pawn shop for 50 cents on the dollar? They do it every single day. Actually, less than 50, they give less than 50 cents on the dollar. It's more like 10, 10 cents on the dollar oh, yeah. for a Rolex and a pawn shop. But people do it all the time. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's never, it's never about the dollar. It's always about the, the story behind it, the pain point, the time, the emotional tie, the, you know, whatever, right. It's especially when you get taxes involved on a property. I mean, I would imagine with vacant land that taxes is usually uh, one of the motivators, right? Cause with, with, with houses, it's always like tenants or dilapidated or repairs or or whatever and taxes a lot of times but with with vacant lots i would imagine a lot of times it's taxes i bet you like right around this time of year is probably a good time for marketing in, in land world because people are like fuck <laughs> property taxes god damn it i forgot about this shit and then they're like I, I, you know who knows but in my head it's like every time december rolls around i'm like oh man here we go again and another twenty thirty thousand yeah. dollars in property taxes but that's me too. When the accountant calls and says, it's time to pay all, we have a little over 300 parcels of land. We, we own now a lot of, we collect monthly. So if the taxes are 1200 a year, I collect a hundred dollars a month to pay for it. But you bet your beans. Like I, it aggravates me to pay these taxes because it's a big bill and you got to keep up with them and pay the county. And sometimes you got to send like nine checks because they want to check for every parcel. So it's a pain in the butt, even for a land investor that collects all year long to pay these taxes. So that's that's part yeah. of it. That That's eventually what yeah. you turn, build into. <laughs> so what, what else? I mean, it doesn't sound like the kind of the cool thing with this is it really doesn't sound like you need much of a team, right? Like you don't need a property manager. You don't need, I mean, you, if, if you've got the note servicer and you've got, somebody helping you with the the letters going out and I mean, maybe like a transaction coordinator or a lead manager. I mean, I'd imagine like if you have a really good CRM or I mean, what, what, what kind of a team yeah. do you build out as you scale this? I mean, I can't imagine it's that complex. My first uh, team member, Jen way, and she's still with me. I, I uh, brought her on in 2016 
uh, she she started by just answering the phone calls because I talked about those phone calls I received on those first 687 postcards to the uh, tax delinquent list. Uh, that, those things drove me crazy. So that was my first hire was an acquisition manager, someone to take the calls. Um, actually, I take that back. My first hire was Rachel, virtual assistant in the Philippines. Second hire was Jen. Rachel helped me scrub the list um, so that I can mail them. Um, so I recommend, you know, getting a virtual assistant off of Upwork. I love to do what I do best and find other people to help me without the rest. And I don't do a whole lot of things very good. So I had to get a team, like a team member to help me post the land to do the due diligence. And does it have road access? Call the county, get all these things. Cause I love just the art of the deal. I don't like all the, like the rigmarole throughout the deal. So you don't have to start with hiring a team, get some money in the bank first. And it's really easy to do. You and I sound like peas in a pod. I'm like, I like to talk about the thing. I don't like the details. Do not, do not come at me. Do not. Yeah. Like, nope. No, thank you. Like I had, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's like the running joke at one point, you know, like my, the title company at my, when I was wholesaling somewhat actively, my, the title company had my LLC had it set up to where like my transaction coordinator and my acquisitions manager could both sign for the purchase and the sale of properties in my stead. And the title company has a stamp <laughs> with my signature so that it was literally like, if I have oh, to wow. show up there, it, there is a problem. Like something went wrong. Like you can call me if you need me and I can tell you to stamp my signature, but like, I, I don't need, like you don't need me. <laughs> you know, all those emails that the, uh, the title company sends out like too. It's like, there's so much to read and you know, that the, it's the devil's in the details. I will say that I'm not saying don't read your emails, but they're aggravating to read. And you know, I stopped going to the closings as well, but I think, I think that's a bad thing. I think you should go to the closings because well, not like a lot of our land sellers are out of state. So I'm not going to those, but when I was doing more houses, you know, birds of a feather flock together. A lot of times, like I would bring a gift to closing. Like if I found out the seller like watermelons, I would get just whatever, just crazy, stupid stuff and just have a good time. We'd have a celebration. I'd bring donuts and, and, and lunch for the title company. And we just call it a celebration. But guess what? The sellers always had a friend that they would refer, but you have to ask for that. Like, Hey, you know, anybody else that wants to unload their piece of crap house or dirty, like your house smells like cat pee. You know, anybody else like that? Yeah, Martha and Jim, they got about eight cats and they've given me their number. I love it. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's definitely all about the the referral and the the network. It's it's huge. So, OK, so somebody is, you know, we're, we're marketing, we're building the system out. The team really doesn't have to be that crazy for this, which is awesome. So it's it's lean. What do you think? We kind of talked about this a little bit before recording um you know everybody's spooked right now and eh, i don't want to say everybody's spooked some some people are a little spooked or wishy-washy on the market because of rates and all the other crap um what do you think are some of the pros and cons with land in the next year or two given that god knows what's going to happen with the market yeah i'll tell you um some some cons let's start with a negative first you know, a lot of these builders are slowing down in some areas, like where we could sell a piece of land in a week. Now it's taking 45 days. So that's one thing. 
Um, but, but here's the thing now knowing those cons and when did that start it was about July when the interest rates went up, we now know that, and we're just offering bigger discounts. And here's what's, it's, what's crazy is usually takes about six months for the consumer to catch on. But when the news is like flashing, you know, uh, crazy times uh, and depression and no fuel and all these things are scaring our consumers. So they're seeing this as well. So they're kind of, they're already catching on and it hasn't even taken six months. So that's one thing. It's taking a little longer to sell it, but we adjust for that. We offer less and, and we know that we have to offer less. I'm not going past July right now to look at comps. I'm not going to June because June was at you know two and three <laughs> percent. Now it's a seven percent. Things have changed. And then let's go to the pro side. I'm now seeing land in foreclosure. Now that's not a fun game. And I God bless the person that's having to deal with that. But I haven't seen land in foreclosure in the last 10 years. So what does that tell me? There's blood in the streets. We keep going back to the intelligent investor, Benjamin Graham. I'll take it from uh I'll take it from Warren Buffett. There's blood in the streets, he's buying. Warren buys when people are people are selling, and he sells when people are buying. I don't think Warren even sells anything, honestly, but uh, you know, except for stocks. But that's the thing. We're going to see opportunity that we haven't seen in a while. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, what I was saying before we hit record is the opportunity that I see is just the people who had bought land kind of in path of progress and were holding out for developers that didn't sell to a developer and or didn't get permits or didn't get the zoning rezoned or you know for whatever reason the development didn't happen or didn't finish or didn't whatever that still have a lot just sitting there if the market actually comes down like everyone thinks it's going to or just sits stagnant you know especially if they're on an arm or an io with a short refi period you know that person is going to feel the pain and there's only so long they're going to hold on to it before they're going to be open to some kind of an offer. And if it was primed in a position where it's a path of progress and you can come in and snag it at the right time, you might be able to snag it right as developers are going to be open to it again, or at least be in a position to hold it for that time or, you know, who knows, but um, I'm going to definitely be poking around looking for some decent locations where there's lots open there's springfield still growing enough that i think there's some opportunity there for some vacant lots absolutely and you can google this you can research this yourself look at the cancellation of contracts that dr horton is doing right now with landowners i mean they're giving away millions of dollars in cancellations of contract and escrow deposits right now because they they don't want the land what do home builders need they need land but right now, these guys, a lot of their their buyers are canceling their contracts. So imagine putting yourself in the shoes of this couple. They're like, they finally have hit it. They've been holding this land for 10 years, and they're about to sell it to DR Horton, and DR Horton cancels the contract. Now they're going to be even more motivated, these sellers. So I agree with you, Dave. I love it. Well, all right, Brent. So where can people reach out to you if they'd like more information? Landsharks.com, obviously, but uh, is that the best spot if they'd like to reach out to you and get some more info on land or what's the what's the best way to touch base? Yeah, the landsharks.com. Appreciate you sharing that. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Brent Bowers. I talk about land investing and 
you know, how to buy the first parcel of land a lot. I, I teach so much stuff on my YouTube. You can start making money right now in land or just hit me up on Instagram, Brent L. Bowers, L as in Lima. Right on. Is, is there anything we missed that you think we should cover before we wrap up? And ironically, we then switch seats and go, I go record with you. Yeah, I can't wait to record you for the Whole Selling Inc. podcast. This is going to be awesome. Um, I would say go out and take some action. You know, we, we, you've got this amazing, you know, military to, million, military to millionaire podcast. David gives advice all the time. His, his aud- he, has, he only has the best guest on the show. But just take action and, and do the things. Like, you know, we got these libraries out there. They still exist, right? They, te- they the, all the answers are there. We just have to take the action or hire someone to help us take the action or get an accountability coach to kick us in the butt. So we take the action. Um, so you just go out there and do it. We all know how to lose weight. We all know how to gain weight and, uh, it's just taking the action to do it. Yeah. Action actions. What matters, right? All for it. Brent, thanks so much for joining us again. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I, feel like I should give the shameless plug that if any of you are listening to this and you're not in the war room mastermind yet, he's going to come and do an actual presentation where he deep dives a little bit more. So you should join. And don't forget to talk about your book that I just bought. Like I wish I would have known about this book before I got on this podcast. I would have been talking about it more. I know I'm the worst salesman ever. Go buy the no BS guide to military life. And actually what I should be talking about is that I don't even have I wish I had like a cover to hold up, but the 90 day military millionaire planner is just about done with development. Uh, we've got cover option one done and I've got two revisions that I requested so I can compare and contrast the uh, entire inside is formatted. So once I say yes to whichever cover the audience likes most, we should be ready to run the first trial trial print on uh, basically me saying I'm sick of having to bounce like six different journals around to figure out what I like. So I'm just going to compile all of them and build my own. Heck so, yeah. Sweet, sweet. I don't think I've said that on the podcast yet. So yeah, cool. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from military to millionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show, give us a review on iTunes, now get out there and take action.